On this episode of Warno Dam Experts, we share a beer with the Mountain Man at Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're no damn experts. Here on episode six, we... Six. Thirty-nine? Nine. (laughs) Something. It doesn't matter what episode this is. It is an episode that we have been planning for quite a long time So we're very excited. We are more than elated to be where we are with a man I used to be a colleague with. Used to work in the mountains? Yeah. We used to be mountain (laughs) men together. Um, The gentleman who has created a new empire around barley, everybody's favorite crop in the world, and someone who's had to answer a thousand times at a trade show is your name really Jeremiah Johnson. And it is. It It is. is. Yeah. And you own Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company here in the heart of Montana, Great Falls. And I want this audio, just so everyone knows. We're sampling beer today. Yes. And if by sampling you mean a cold beer on a hot Summer day, yes, we are sampling. <laughs> so we're not sipping, just be prepared for that. Um, for those of, of you that are looking at any of the video content that we captured with this podcast, you can see how many cans that will cycle this. through this brewery in less than a month. They're oh, yeah. empty. We drank them all yeah. already. <laughs> and um, they're going to get cleaned up and reused, so you're welcome. And again, we're no damn experts, so we brought all of our equipment here in the brewery, set it up, and then we had one failed cord uh, for power, and then I couldn't get the audio into the computer, so we're using an iPhone, but Jason wasn't here, the audio engineer, so sorry, Jason, while you're listening to this, but hey, we're at a brewery. You're making do. We're not canceling this episode because... (laughs) We want to hear all about why you got into brewing beer, (laughs) how you brew the beer, why you brew the beer, who buys the beer, who drinks the beer. So let's talk about beer. Yeah, it sounds sounds great to me. How long have you been in this game, this beer game? You know, I ended up in the beer game in probably the most uh, insane way I think it could ever happen for someone. Uh, most most brewery owners I run across um, started by brewing beer. I did not. Um, I started in here. I took over as general manager of a former company called the Front Brewing Company. First few days of January in 2017. That long ago. All started then. That wasn't that long ago, really, in, in all reality. Um, no. Because you have to take 2020 out. But 2020, I've always said people drink beer when they're happy. 
and they drink more beer when they're sad. <laughs> well, <laughs> we we prefer to sell beer to people who are happy, but I think I think that's true. Um, but you want to sell beer. So. Yeah, we want to sell beer either way, and uh, we saw that in the pandemic. I mean, I had my forty-eight to seventy-two hours of absolute panic that uh, what's going to happen. And then orders just started coming in for more canned beer than we'd ever sold. So uh, we were fortunate to A little bit get of a shift that. from kegs to cans then? Well, I mean, for us, we were positioned well. We were already 75% cans, oh. um, 25% kegs at, the, at that time. And so really what happened was can sales increased. Keg sales actually went to zero for some time. Um but the increased can sales made up for it. Uh, we had some obstacles along the way. We were able to navigate those obstacles. And then when the pandemic subsi- or started to subside, I should say, uh, our keg sales skyrocketed. So oh, now really? we're just on this awesome trajectory. So you have this production brewery in downtown Great Falls where we are today. Yep. But you don't have a typical tap room. No. And... Uh, you know, I I wish at times I did, um, but and it's one of those things where nearly every day someone pulls up and walks into my office, and I can just see the look on their face. They're looking for a tap room, <laughs> and they're like, "What is this guy doing back here?" You know, I got paperwork and you know, doing the business side and of beer, figuring out bills, and they're looking in here. No, we're just this is a production brewery, and, and there's something really cool about that is that we get to just focus on making beer here. And uh, it's awesome. I mean, it's a it's a legitimate manufacturing operation. Well, we are the people that explain your beer to people, yeah. you know, the visitors. So you don't have to deal with the people walking in your office randomly. We have that. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> um, and when people come in, like, say, from Wisconsin, where I am from, yeah. and i like, hey, where are you coming from? And they think I'm making conversation. Actually, I'm tracking data. <laughs> In a kind way. In a kind way. I do care. I want to make conversations. So when they say they're from Wisconsin, I then follow up with, so do you like beer then? And normally the answer is yes. So then we're able to talk about the breweries in town, you being one of them. Yeah. And I tell them, hey, this is where you can go get it. Yeah. Uh, the MT Pines is yep. Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company official tap room. That's our official tap room. Yep. But you can drink Jeremiah Johnson beer in 10 states, it's sold, right? Pretty much anywhere you want to go. Yeah, well, not anywhere, but um, that's been the fun part. You know, I, my real passion here is, you know, don't get me wrong. I And Rebecca knows this. We've had a couple beers in our life together. <laughs> I, uh, I love beer. I love craft beer. Um, I love everything it, it really stands for, but my passion is building the business. And yeah. that's where I get up every day and uh, have the energy to come in here and do all the crazy things it takes. But one of our big successes, I'd say, is that we're actually three years into the Jeremiah Johnson brand uh, as of this August. And you can buy our beer in 10 states now, which, you know, it's hard to, almost hard for me to believe. And it, that's a major feat. It's not like you just decide one day, hey, I'm going to sell in Idaho or I'm going to sell. Because what? And, someone has to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that and it's a controlled substance. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you can just sell through Amazon. 
No, no, no there's um, there's some rules. There's a, a lot of legalities. You know, we have to be licensed in every state. Uh, you know, sometimes that's a lot of work. Sometimes it's not. There's certain states where it's frankly quite easy. There's other states where you want to rip your hair out. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the opportunity to get our brand in front of so many people and have so many people interested in it has been kind of the validating uh, thing that keeps myself and, and I should mention my wife too. She yeah, she's my co-owner in this enterprise. And Katie, Katie saw her at Albertsons the other week, <laughs> yeah. and I wanted to say hi, but I didn't think she'd remember me. Oh, I wanted to say I was the crazy woman behind the camera taking the photos of the crazy family, your family, which was crazy having Tracy's breakfast for the winter. Oh, oh I do remember that. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, yeah, you get involved in tourism, and then you get involved in like tourism. Roped in. There yeah. are things when you think, oh, I'm going to be a member of this group, I'm going to support their efforts, and then we say... Hey, would you like to come have breakfast on us out in the middle <laughs> of 40 degree below zero weather? And they say, yes, I'm still not quite sure why anybody continues to be connected to us. I, I don't know either. I'm happy to do really anything that helps Great Falls. Um, I'm not from Great Falls. My wife is. I moved here in 2010. Okay. My wife and I moved from La Jolla, California, real <laughs> hoity-toity place that we enjoyed a great deal when we didn't have any real responsibility in our life. And uh, we moved here and it totally changed my life. Uh, I just was able to get so much more connected in the business world. Okay. And there's no way in the world that I'd be sitting here talking to you guys today about my growing beer brand, uh, production beer brand, had I not made that move to Great Falls. It was the connections and the job that I ended up with and just the access to uh, the business community that kind of positioned me to where someone would even consider me a potential buyer for their production brewery. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've heard, you know, Kristen, who was our sales manager, even you've kind of seen it a little bit, but you get to Great Falls and the arms open up wide and you are enveloped into this community, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and you start to make those connections. You start to see people on a daily basis. And then you are able to just kind of make those calls to other leaders and say, hey, Mayor Kelly, we'd like you to do a video. And he's like, sure, when, where? Or one of my favorite requests. We had a gentleman, Matt, who listened to the podcast, send us his book and tell us he's now interested in relocating to Great Falls. He's from a small community in North Carolina. I'm like, perfect, let's get you connected. Called Mayor Kelly, said, hey, Mayor, will you give this guy a call? Make sure he's welcomed. Not Mayor went above and beyond, ended up flying into North Carolina to visit friends and family, and then went and had coffee with this guy. Yeah, it's... That's the kind of stuff that happens in Great Falls. It is unique. Very unique. Um, Rebecca's mentioned this twice. I've asked the mayor to do a video for BMW page. Yeah. Oh, bless you. Excuse me. And I never got it. Not because it was a failure on his part, but because I was slammed that week. And I just didn't have time to get it. But knowing that he said any time, but all the time was busy on my end. Oh. Yeah. So I dropped the ball on that one. So maybe we'll edit that part out. Because <laughs> Monty doesn't fail very often. So <laughs> I don't consider it a fail. 
Um, too much, too much to do in the time allotted. So yeah. that's my. I that's prioritized my. in a Facebook post on a page where most of the people were already here because I thought, oh, government's gonna get here on Wednesday. Yeah. No, they were showing up on Saturday. Oh. So yeah, that's that's my misread of the room <laughs> of the situation. Learned um, a lot of things this past week. So you not only have the production brewery, yeah. you got other things going on. Yeah. Yep. We we have a bar uh, in Idaho, and we're opening another brewery in another part of Montana this year, hopefully. Um, but you know. I'm trying to diversify my interests somewhat here. I'm trying like to like make licorice. You know, we <laughs> we haven't thought about licorice per se, but um, we've had some ideas. We have the thing is we have a canning operation, and you know we've definitely thought what else can we do? What else can we can? What else can we can? I mean, barbecue yes. sauce. You can can barbecue sauce. Well, and that would fit <laughs> with you real well. And Coffee that brand. Anything you could. Can salmon, yeah. Can fish. It's <laughs> really it's like yeah. I guess. You guys are really bringing a lot of great ideas to the table. I None think. of which will be used. None. Um, I was in Billings earlier this year and at a brewery, and there was a table behind me, and they were talking about your beer. Oh. And it was shortly after the video that we took. For winter, so I just met you in person. Okay, and I wanted to be like, I know him. Oh, <laughs> I didn't have the elf reaction of like, I yeah. know him, I know him. I could have, but I would have been awesome to say, did you know that he's also selling canned salmon in the same? <laughs> you know, I'm. I don't want to get off track here, but I watch the foods that built America on the History Channel. I love that, that show. Is, that is the. I don't know. I think it's because I'm in beer manufacturing. I watch that and I get so pumped up because the risk taking that happened back oh. then was nuts. And it's food that didn't exist. Yeah. No. And they're like, I'm going to create an entire market. Se- we could nerd out about this all day, but I'm going to create an entire market segment on something that doesn't even exist today. Yeah. It was, oh, I love that show. I mean, the stats years ago, I, and, I remember this in high school or middle school and the teachers are saying you, this generation, you're going to have jobs that don't exist right now. Yeah. Like there are going to be jobs. Yeah. And then my title content director that yeah. didn't exist. There is no such thing. Yeah. So food too. Yeah. So where is your salmon beer infused? <laughs> I don't know. Segment That's of, a bit much. The, the good fortune we have is that, we're betting big on beer. Uh, it's been the, the, you know, it's the drink of the world, essentially, and has been forever. Um, and in Great Falls, you kind of got uh, all the pieces to make really high quality beer. And so we do joke around and think about other uh, product lines that we can mess with. But, you know, our core business, it is the beer. Yeah. And I think... Um, so talk to us about some of your ingredients because one of the things we tell people, and they don't get as excited about this as, as we do, but it's the most local beer you can drink. Yeah. I mean, and local's big in anything, whether it's, you know, barbecue or beer. Um, people want to support local. And so, 
you know, we are a regional brand. That being said, um, we have this awesome opportunity here in Great Falls where, uh, little known fact, I, I think, uh, but we're in the heart of barley country. I mean, this is known as the Golden Triangle. And we have happened to have a, a malting plant here in town, just, you know, on the edge of town here in Great Falls. And it's a massive operation. They're the most technologically advanced malting plant in the in North America. Uh, they're called Malt Europe. They have plants all over the world. Um, but they actually get the barley from right here in this Great Falls region. And, you know, as far as we're concerned, it's the best barley malt being produced in the world. And it's being produced four miles away from our beer plant. Uh, we know all the guys that work up there. They truck it down to us, and we're making that beer. I mean, that same barley malt is literally traveling across the United States to other breweries. We're getting it right here in in the spot where the barley grew. So yeah. that's a that's a big deal. And you use the water from the Missouri River. Yeah. And I've been when we had the trade show. I was telling everyone about your local ingredients. And I'm like, he uses the water from the Missouri River, doesn't filter it, anything. That's why it's going to taste different every can. You got to try them all. And they're looking at me like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Half of it's filtered. Yeah, no, we're um, actually, yeah, it's just we use the water right here from the city of Great Falls that comes from the headwaters of the Missouri. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't get dive deep into water analysis myself, uh, but I've been told and I happen to believe it from just my own tasting experience that it produces damn fine ale. Yeah, <laughs> it does. So you've also with the brand <clears throat> demystified a lot of the drinking for us. So we don't have to try and figure out what I'll use a competitor's name, bong water, yeah. actual beer is. You've taken it down to the basics. And so your beer, other than a few brand or a few of the things you make, yeah, just say what it is. Yeah, that's our strategy. Keep it simple. I don't remember who told me that a long, long time ago, but that always has resonated with me. When we entered the marketplace, uh, it was a zoo of colors and names and crazy cans. And, you know, I like all that, uh, all the design work as well. Um, but what I felt like was when I would go into, you know, our larger format stores, you know, you're talking your supermarkets, um, I would go to the craft beer section and for one, personally, I had a hard time figuring out what to buy. And I started observing other people and I noticed that people would go back and forth and back and forth. You're probably looking at me because I will spend oh. 15 minutes looking at what's behind. Well, you're constantly in the can trying to figure out, is this a pale ale? Is yeah. this a... Double IPA, IPA? What's the alcohol percentage? I need to yeah. scotch ale. What am I drinking? Exactly. The name's cool, but. So we just want to make it easy for people. And I like to clean look. We wanted our brand to look um, authentic and genuine and like it could stand the test of time. You guys know this. Big beer companies change their can all the time, maybe every year sometimes. I want to create a look for our brand that just can last. Now, we may may make minor adjustments to it, but we were one of the first to come out with the white cans. Uh, 
I believe we were in the market before White Claw. And so mm-hmm. we came out with the white cans and a really clean font just tells you, boom, Jeremiah Johnson. We went with the brand first because our goal was to build the brand of the whole lineup. And then it's blonde ale. Uh, we're not trying to fool anyone. That's what it is. Or Hazy IPA, which is a big one now, or you know, Mountain Man, we kept that name because we had it trademarked and that's kind of a brand in itself. But is it true if you have Mountain Man, you'll instantly grow hair in your chest? I mean, yes. I didn't have a beard when I started, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Mountain Man was like the one beer. Um, oh, yeah. That when Jeremiah took over this operation. Yeah. Kind of everybody knew. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to try and drink it. And I you know, yeah. open the can and I'd take a sip. I'm like, I'm just not man. I'm just not man enough. And I've no. told that many a time. So I gave it to my husband. I'm like, here, like you're obviously more man than I am. And he's like, Oh, I can't do it. It's okay. So. Robert doesn't have a beard. So I <laughs> yeah. Think well, if he, if he started giving it a chance, he'd probably sprout that beard. <laughs> so yeah. Mountain man. I mean, you know, my interest in this, in this, asset that I found myself managing was, wow, there's infrastructure here to really grow and grow quite quickly. And there's also this really cool beer that's got this um, cult-like following at this point. You know, Uh this is in 2017, great beer. And so that was kind of the, like, I'm like, once I found out that that trademark was in place, I was all in. Because I'm like, I can take, I can take that, that somewhere. Gym. Yeah. And it's, you know, that beer, you know, Scotch Ale, and I don't want to get, but sometimes that name, Scotch Ale, like to someone who hasn't had one before, they're like, oh, Scotch, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want that. It's Scotch to me, it's harsh. Yeah. Uh, but it's a malty, chocolatey, coffee. Smooth. Smooth as silk beer. Yeah little bit of cherry smoke in there and um, we use honey and that lightens up the actual body of the beer and um, honey local local honey yep now I think one of my most favorite stories about the honey smooth honey is your honey provider yep the fine fine people that own smooth honey their honey is also in what is the Golden Bobcat. Yep. They're Grizz fans. <laughs> oh. Well. So they have to get excited about Golden Bobcat because their honey is in this beer. Yeah. My <laughs> wife's a Grizz too, so. Yeah. But we're Bobcats and Grizz. That's how we feel. I'm a I'm a Bobcat. By trade. By trade. Okay. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. Bachelor degree somehow. Somehow. <laughs> because that's what everybody does. <laughs> yeah, that was the easy. <laughs> My friends all were in finance and I was in marketing. That's yeah. how it happened. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the Scotch Ale, Mountain Man, that beer just is a beer that people, once they have it, they love it. And it sells every season of the year. People sometimes think it's just a winter beer. No. We yeah. sell more of it in the summer, honestly. All year long. All and day. And I see uh, your social channels are just filtered with people taking your beer doing outdoor montana stuff i love your instagram feed the oh. at jeremiah jensen that's good brewing 
What is it? At Jeremiah Johnson Brewing. Okay. Yeah. We are social media novices. Mm. First of all, I'm in my 40s, mid 40s. <laughs> and so I'm just a little bit past where I adopted social media just in my personal life. And um, we we don't have a social media manager on this team. So we've done it ourselves. And oftentimes we're like, man, we really need to hire someone who could really feel this and know what the, I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time. But I've come to believe this, that when it comes to social media, we can have all the created content we want, but we need to be genuine. Yeah. And if we're genuine, that's what grows it. So we're actually just starting kind of a revamp of it where we're, we want to be very much more me in front of people and tell our story. Tell people what it's really like to do this. And you're getting a new launch or new uh new website new website that's yeah it's gonna be aired in a few days oh so uh, week or two it's it's in my hands and i have to <laughs> proof i have to prove some things but i have some very accomplished uh help putting it together it's gonna look great you're gonna be able to buy more and more of our swag and it's gonna tell a little bit more of our story and show more of our team and and what we're about it's nice having a quality team that just makes things happen. Well, Great Falls, that's yeah. the question I probably get uh, just from business people the most is what, you know, right now I think everybody in the U.S. is kind of facing this employment, like where, where can we get staff and why, why, are, why are people not wanting to work, which it is hard for me to kind of wrap my head around that. But in Great Falls – we have had such great success hiring in this facility that it's actually given me the ability to go do what I'm best at, which is to grow the company. You know, my time is not best spent on the canning line. Or on the forklift, as which we saw. Or the running cooler. over things in the forklift. My time's best spent out selling the brand, telling our story. And in Great Falls, I mean you've got a workforce here that knows how to work. And I mean, it's been, a, it's actually been one of the greatest joys of this is just seeing the, the crew who work here and seeing how committed they are to it. And, you know, I, I know that doesn't happen everywhere. I know no. you can't find people like this everywhere. No, that is so true. So I'm going to ask some non-technical questions. We're here with just a bunch of cans yeah. that we've already emptied. Yep. Some of them are dented. Yeah. Is that an issue? Not really. I mean, so a pallet, what you can see here if you're watching, each stack is a pallet of 8,671 cans or something, something around that number. And... You're going to have on the exterior of the can, they ship, you know, you ship a whole semi load of these at once and you get 25 of these pallets stacked up there. You're going to have minor denting on the exterior cans. Um, minor dents are just going to come right out as soon as you fill them. You do get a few lost, but it really in the scope. I mean, we're probably sitting in a room with six, seven hundred thousand cans around us. 
I mean, Can't drink them all. I don't know. There's well, not, there's not many that <laughs> we won't use. Degrees. We try to keep our loss minimal. There is loss in manufacturing. I was so. gonna, you don't want to keep it minimal, but we try <laughs> yeah. to keep like we do, and and we as a company. I mean, shoot! I remember starting out. I literally did not know how to do anything. I, I did not know how anything in this building worked. And um, so you took over a beer plant. Yeah. And all you knew was how to drink it. Yes. <laughs> and that's a good start. If it's you a ask great me. start. Great yeah. start. <laughs> uh, we took over a beer plant. We had at the time six distribution contracts, all in Montana. Actually, the day I took it over, there's beer in process in the tanks. And um, I didn't know how to do anything. So we just, I got a few guys off the street, essentially. And one of those guys still, actually, two of the guys I hired at first are, are still with me today. And they're key guys for what we do. Uh, one had no experience whatsoever with beer. He was a concrete worker. But he had a work ethic. And now that guy knows how to do everything in a brewery. Mm. And frankly, on certain days, could probably run the whole thing by himself. Oh. I mean, he's that kind of guy. That's pretty sweet. So, no, we didn't know how to do anything. Uh, we learned along the way. But early on, you know, we'd have, you know, I just think about how far we've come. Like, we'd have all this loss. And then we started getting better that second year, that third year. And now I look back and go, oh my God, look at all the money that we now save that we didn't realize we were losing that much. Right. I mean, we used to fill up bags and bags and bags of crushed cans coming through the line and we'd spill beer and- Spill beer, you know, the air, air quotes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry boss, we spilt another case. case. Yeah. We had to, we've had to learn it all. And uh, we still have a lot to learn. But, heck, I'd put our squad up against anybody right now. Like, these guys can really make beer, and we're getting it out there in a big way. And there's a big difference between, like, a small brewery and a big brewery in Montana. There's different levels of how many barrels are produced. Yeah. Where do you fall in that spectrum? So, yeah, last year we were just shy of about 8,000 barrels, um, which puts us right there in the top five about uh but we're we're up 48 percent this year uh wow. from last year it's a lot of beer drinkers yeah and that was that was through mar or may i'm sorry not march may and so and then june we just are kind of closing out june now we just had our biggest month by quite a bit uh to date so we're kind of really interested to see where we'll level off here this year but i'm anticipating that by the end of the year we'll maintain at least a 35% growth from last year. Wow. Um, and uh, we're, we've plumbed in, done all the plumbing work to add four more 60 barrel tanks. We have 11 60 barrel tanks right now. So we'll be 15 60 barrel tanks. And the easy math is that we, I just am going to use the assumption that I'm gonna turn each tank twice a month. I can really turn them a little bit more than that, but just, twice a month and so you know that's uh 16 60 barrel tanks turn twice every month you can do the math we can get up there at about 15 16 thousand barrels here real quick wow wow well we have a lot of beer to drink and a lot of people to tell about because 
can you list all the states your beer? Of course. Because I want to contact that state directly. I don't know how I would just the well, governor. Well, here's the thing. We've got a lot of guests who listen to our podcast from across yeah. the world. And we found that out a lot this last week where people would come to our office and they're like, we're listening to the podcast. And mul- <laughs> multiple awesome. times. Um and I'm like, okay, well, then I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Madi Sella Hazard. <laughs> you guys, I mean, I don't know. The sky's the limit for you guys. I mean. Well, well we're not the number 10 or number one in 10 states. We're not. You know, yeah. We right. just got one. One in Montana. We'll but get if there. you live in one of these other states. Yeah. Here's the thing. You can go to a grocery store today. And, yeah. get, and drink beer with, that was made from in Great Falls. In the can that you m- might be here now. And then you can just crack it open and listen to the podcast. Yeah. So where are you at? What states are you in? So Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Washington, Lo- Greater Las Vegas. Oh. Okay. Then we're in North Dakota, South Dakota, Kentucky, Indiana, and the state of Ohio. Oh. So somewhat surrounded by us and then you throw Kentucky in there. Yeah, we, um, you know, some of our gro- some of the growth in these other states uh, has happened because we were really fortunate to uh, form a partnership with a with a restaurant group that has restaurants in, in a lot of those states, and so you know we utilize that as a door opener to get in and get a distribution agreement done, and then you know the plan with that is hey, you're distributing this beer into these restaurants for us. Um, why don't you try our other beers? See what you think of that. Of that. See, see what you think of those beers, and really the resounding feedback we've got is like, oh, these are good. These beer. are these are great beers. Let's get it going. So we're kind of in that process right now where we're getting more and more cans out, and you know you want to be careful not to be a mile wide and an inch deep. Uh, another guy in the beer industry told me that at one point. On the flip side of that, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And so uh, we're actually working on two other states right now, having discussions with going into those two states. And uh, I'm putting the pieces together on the production side to make sure that I can make enough beer to go as far as we want to go. Well, I can't wait till we stop recording. You can give us a hint at those two. Yeah. We can keep secrets. Okay. Um, we've, we've proven that time and time again. But earlier, when we were doing the short tour of the brewery, because we wanted to get this thing kicked off because that meant we would have a beer, um, we were talking to Jeremiah about how we can do guerrilla marketing and infiltrate oh, all yeah. the other states. So maybe if you're a late listener to the podcast and are not listening to it this year, maybe in the year 2022, yeah. Yeah. you're going to get buy a six-pack from your local grocery store in a different state, and you're going to look at the, what's the official terminology? Pack tech. Pack, pack tech. Pack tech. These are made with recycled plastic. So it's earth. the old uh, six-pack ring, the plastic six-pack ring. That, that completely covers the top of the can. On the underside of it, we're going to put some marketing about visiting Great Falls. Maybe do some giveaways, like win a trip to Great Falls, get an exclusive tour of the brewery. Maybe make beer. That's an, or make, just drink it. Yeah. Um, I want them to earn that beer. It's tough. What that Austin, you said, works is doing out there. He's, he's busy. I don't want to interfere uh, with his well-oiled machine. But we're eventually going to be 
marketing to all these places. Tell them to come here because if they like the beer, they'll love the people, love the Missouri River, love Great Marley. And, you know, Golden Triangle, one of the top 50 places to see in your life, according to New York Times. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, And you put the triangle on your beer cans. Yeah. You know, um, we hopefully people find our branding thoughtful and we wanted to we wanted to talk about both the state of Montana and then also specifically Great Falls. So if you look on the front of our cans, you know, brewed in Montana, we got that red heritage badge um, and it says brewed in Montana and then it says Great Falls. And I've come to really love that piece of our brand. Uh, if you look at some of the big beer companies over time, you'll often find they have a red heritage band of some kind. Yeah. And so it really plays into the historical, historical significance of beer. Um, but, you know, we give you the, the coordinates of where, where we are. And then on the back, that's what we call our great or our golden triangle lockup. And what we're just trying to say there is like we're proudly brewing Great Falls. And then hopefully someone will say, well, what's the triangle mean? And the triangle is just a geographic, uh, it's a ge- geographic boundary essentially that is in agriculture terms is known as the golden triangle. In Montana Brewfest terms. You're number one and number two, gold and silver? Well, gold, silver, and bronze. Uh, but that's, you know, they do them by different beer categories. So, so in the gold. But most all of your beer has won. Yeah. The Mountain Man's award winning. Yep. Yeah. The So in the Montana Brew Fest, which is a certified judged event, there's only two certified judging events in the state of Montana. And don't, Great Falls has one of them. Yeah, and don't ask me what the other one is. I think it's <laughs> Missoula, and I think I won a gold there a few years ago. Um, but, you know, we could enter three beers. We're allowed to enter three beers. That's always a tough call. What are you going to do? But our Honey Weizen's been just crushing. Like, the sales have been so strong on it. Our Mountain Man, of course, everyone knows that. We had to get that in there. Uh, to win in the scotch category in Montana is obviously meaningful. We've got some big boys out there. Yes, and we do. Some ones that are bigger than us. And then um, Hazy IPA. I don't know how much you guys get down with Hazy IPA, but, you know, my motto is Hazy IPA all day. Well, or can. all day Hazy IPA. I don't know. It don't matter. It's they what, it's what the kids around. are drinking. Uh, it's three to one ratio in the two bars that we're working with. That's the top seller, three to one to number two. No. Oh. So we sell three kegs of hazy IPA to every one keg of Citra IPA. I mean, we're flying through these hazy IPA kegs like you can't believe. What is what is a hazy IPA versus just a regular IPA? So what? Which some you, people. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know they're lower in bitterness. They're they tend to be juicier, fruitier. You know, maybe more approachable than a standard West Coast IPA to just your everyday drinker who's not a craft enthusiast. Um, we use a different yeast. So we use what's called a London Ale 3. Uh, don't ask me specifics there. but You kind of gave a lot. So. Yeah, well, that's as specific <laughs> as I'm going to get. We can bring Austin here. He can talk to you all day about that. 
but um, it create you know it's an unfiltered beer. It uses wheat and oats to create that haziness that everyone's looking for these days. And then in ours, you know, we're using uh, pineapple. We're using an organic pineapple puree uh, that we obtained from a uh, fruit company, Oregon Fruit Products. Um, and they don't have pineapple in Montana. Otherwise, right, we right. okay. use Great Falls pineapple. We if understand they have. that. I don't think you're going to want to use Great Falls pineapple. Yeah. We're well beer. aware there are other places yeah, in so, the world. That's where people are coming to visit from. So we'll have them bring pineapple next time. The hazy IPA is just what people are digging these days. They're ta- it's taken over grocery sales. And when I say grocery sales, I mean independent stores, all those. Uh-huh. Um, and for those of you who are listening that aren't from Montana, it may be a little bit odd. We sell our beer at grocery stores and gas stations. Yeah. So it's easier to get. We realize we're pampered in that respect because you can travel to other places, go into their gas station and grab a six pack of beer. You can't find any beer. It is shocking. <laughs> sell um, it yeah. at their, at their I, gas station grew up in wisconsin so you can buy beer at church pretty much and (laughs) you go places that don't do that and it's government owned and i have to go to an abc liquor store or or vice versa and i am just it's it's unnerving but the nice thing is like in canada our friends in canada that if you're listening we know you don't sell your beer at your gas stations and you definitely know a Montanan in a gas station because they're searching the coolers. They're they looking keep for the beer. looking. And they're like, you're looking for beer. And I'm like, yeah, you're in Canada. You got to go to the liquor store. And we're like, oh, yeah, forgot. Well, is it Idaho that you, you can't? Or is it you? No, Utah. So. Where they, it's, you can only sell beer less than. An, uh, that's Utah. Utah. We're in Utah. We go to a restaurant. Yeah. Just want to have an afternoon beer. It's on. You can't just order beer. You have to order food with it. And we yeah. didn't know that. We're like, can you just give us the cheapest thing on the menu? And the guy's looking at us like, these guys are, yeah. are rough characters. I'm like, no, it's just been. <laughs> They're dangerous. We're dangerous when they're coming <laughs> we're to crazy. Like Montana has laws. If you have a brewery, you cannot serve beer. Utah, if you're going to have brewery, you have to serve beer. So that's the difference between the two. Yeah, the laws are. The laws different. Are, the laws are crazy. I could get all day talk about laws. <laughs> but hazy IPA, we want a bronze in the IPA category. It's, that was really a meaningful thing for us because that's a tough category. Yeah. That's the one where, you know, everyone wants to win the gold, the IPA. There's no question. So uh, we got bronze and uh, hopefully we can get gold next time. Yeah. Well, just to have a... A placer, you know. Yeah. We talk about, you know, Olympics is this time of year. Just being able to get to go to the Olympics is pretty big. I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't have to train for the Olympics. Like, you just get a letter in the mail and it says... (laughs) It's not jury duty. This is what I want, though. It's a random... Yeah. Oh, I'm pole vault. (laughs) For the U.S. (laughs) And then... That's how you know how fit your nation is. Not people who have trained their entire life to pole vault, but Rebecca Ingham, I think, who drinks beer, mm-hmm. is going to go pole vault for the USA. That would be... And you get 20... 20- I would watch that. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how the insurance liability or you know citizenship will look after that. If yeah. Gonna- I think people would be nervous, you know? 
You'd be sitting there in June hoping you don't get the letter. <laughs> people are going to be breaking their own ankles. Like, I mean, what 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 happens if I'm like, swimming? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but that would make it fun to watch. <laughs> or fun to watch people die. Yes. Yeah. They're not going to die. They've got enough people there to make sure it doesn't go badly. Oh. So what else did you win? Uh, you entered three beers. Yeah, gold in the Hefeweizen, silver in the Scotch. They didn't give a gold. Oh. So I've got to throw that out there because I don't want anyone thinking we got second place. You got did. the first place. We did. <laughs> uh, I think they, I I may be mistaken, they may have gave, given two silvers. I don't I don't know who the other brewery was. Oh. Um, and then the IPA, we had the bronze. So we're that was very exciting for our team and um, for us, you know. Well, it's a huge honor because it's not easy to brew a beer. Well, I mean, edible beer. There's a lot of beer being made, and I think in what what's great about Montana for any of you listeners out there thinking about coming to Montana, specifically Great Falls, um, Montana's beer is you know it's right at the top. It's good damn beer. It is. I've not really drank much beer. That I didn't like. Yeah, Montana beer is... I do like other beers more than some. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of beer out there. Everybody's tastes are different. And, uh, you know, you'd like to be all a cool cat and just be like, yeah, I don't care about the wards. <laughs> but uh, it does feel nice to get that little medal from the trophy store. I mean, well, it does. It's good recognition that what you're doing, people love. Yeah. And that it's being done well. Yeah. Well, and you put so much, like anybody who's ever been in business or has family in business, you know this. It takes everything you have. You put all your heart and soul into it. In my case with my wife, Catherine or Katie, whatever you want she likes to be called Catherine. I call her Katie. Oh, um, sorry, Catherine. It's okay. She's we will she's that. wonderful. In the show notes. She knows. Like, it is 24-7 all the time. We are worried and, and planning and strategizing and thinking, like, what if this happens? Can we do this? Can we make this happen? It's all-encompassing. And so... And it's such an important factor in any business to have that support system. Because if you go into business and you're partner in life thinks it's crazy and doesn't want to support you yeah yeah it's you're doomed for failure i can't even imagine that yeah and that's what it is and so you know luckily katie and i have amazing support um but it's at least for us we it's everything we put everything into it and so to get a, a little medal it, you know, you'd like to, like I say, you'd like to be the cool guy and be like, yeah, I don't really care about medals. But you find yourself going home at night and going, yeah, that really actually felt killer. And um, hey, anybody out there, you want to start a brewery? I'm just going to tell you right now, it's way more work than you think it's going to be. <laughs> but the business model, fairly straightforward. You brew beer. Yeah. And then you drink it. Somebody picks it up. You got to sell it. <laughs> yeah, okay. A distributor in this matter picks up the beer from where you brew it, puts it in places people buy it. Yeah, well, and there's. Then you brew more beer. There's different business models. I mean, that's what we do. We produce beer, we package beer, we sell it 
to a distributor. A distributor takes it to the marketplace. Uh, you know, tap room, uh, there's the tap room model, and that's an awesome model as well. I mean, that's a totally different thing. You're making beer uh, in your building. You're inviting people in maybe serving them some pizza or peanuts or whatever. So those listeners that have been with us long enough, Mighty Mo Brew Company has a tap room. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that's a great business model too. I mean, that's that's a, a, a great way to do it. I'm, I'm actually hoping that someday in time I'll have both of those going. I ha- happen to own a licensed bar in another state. Uh, where I actually buy back my beer. I actually sell that. You're your own customer. Yes. I sell my (laughs) beer to the distributor, and then the distributor drives over to the bar I own and sells it back to me. (laughs) Well, that's a little man you didn't need. Yeah. So if we could, you know. Those are the laws. But that's what the law says we must do. Yeah. If you don't do it, I believe that would be called bootlegging. Oh, which we have some good history <laughs> in our community. We have wow. legging, but we are more rural followers today. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how we do business. And it is pretty straightforward. I mean, it's the whole keep it simple theory, like with the brand. Let's not try to make it so confusing to anyone. Someone told me 70% of supermarket shoppers are females between the age of like, I don't know the exact number, but it was in the 50s. And so if you just think about that, like seven out of 10 people who are going to go into that beer section are female in their 50s, let's consider that person with our branding. Well, I'm not saying our branding is perfect for them, but let's make sure we don't confuse people. So, you know, that's a thought I always have too. I wonder what it's like now that you can have the drive up, pick up delivery. Because I'm not going to the grocery store ever again in my life. My husband still goes. Beer delivery is big. I mean, in other states, there's these national outlets, and we're all, we're listed on a few of them now. We haven't really dug into that, but where you, you know you'd be sitting in your you know whatever your loft in Manhattan, and I'm sure it's a pain in the ass to get whoops to get beer there, <laughs> and so you're just like chilling out and. You know, Wishing you had a beer. And you can hop on your iPhone and order a six-pack of, you know, your favorite craft beer. I don't know if that will work. I think in time it will work, but right now the economics of that seem funny to me. It's really expensive. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you, listeners, I had the Golden Bobcat Pale Ale because I am an MSU graduate. And I drink Jeremiah's other beer, but Bobcat is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love the pale ale, and this is going to sound awful, again, I appreciate all microbrews, but this is just such a smooth, easy drinking, almost non-micro beer. Like, it's micro, but it's not as micro as other micros. Does, does that make sense to anyone? To me? It should. Okay. Well, when we made that beer, we wanted to make a beer, you know... We, we had a branding minute with some people. What are we trying to accomplish? Well, we want to celebrate Montana State University. I am an alum of Montana State University. Um, they came to us, wanted to have this beer. You know, I think at first it was just like, let's have some kegs. But we're like, no, let's do this whole package deal. We created this killer look. Looks like, like 
an old collegiate sweater, I think. It does, it with does. the three stripes on the bottom. Yeah, that could be at the end of a... Totally. And then uh, we're like, we want to have it be a re- legit Montana craft beer. So we use local honey. Uh, we wanted it to be that craft beer. We didn't just want it to be, you know, similar to generic beer light. Um, but we also wanted to envision that this is something that you're going to have in your cooler at the tailgate on Saturday morning. It might be nine in the morning. And I want you to, I want you to responsibly maybe crush (laughs) three or four of those before you go into the game. Right. So if you're drinking beer at 9am, it can't be too heavy and it's not too heavy. You got a whole day heavy. You got to stay light on your feet. (laughs) So that's, that was a fun product to make. Hopefully we'll make it for the rest of time. I had the Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company Blondale, which is uh, alcohol beverage volume. 5.4. I thought I was just questioning the abbreviation. And then IBU of 30. So if you're an avid beer drinker and you know the IBU ratings, it's a 30. Zero to 100 is the scale. Is the scale. Once in a while you see over 100, yeah. but I don't get that because it's really to 100. Well, that's like saying someone gives 110%. Yeah. You can't. Like, I, yeah, that's well, true. You really can't. Technically, you can. If you're an 8 to 5 worker and you work till 9, that's given That's given more than you need to. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. But that's, that's called overtime, not 110%. That's overtime. You're on a different your salary, you know. The, <laughs> yeah. The, the IBU's 30. So for a blonde ale, it's got a little hop, just a little hop. Bitterness to it. Saws hops in that beer. German. It's, it's mm-hmm. good. It's another easy drink. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a refreshing drink on a 95 degree day in a brewery well, in downtown. Here's the deal. It's going to get hotter this week. I know. So. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy responsibly and get near water is all I have to say. And Jeremiah is drinking the award winning Hazy IPA. Yep, this was canned this morning, so it's his uh, quality control, making sure what we're putting out is going to taste good right. for the people. Yep, uh, it's good. I think people <laughs> will enjoy this. They'll buy it, and uh, they'll like it, and they'll probably say, wow, that's that's a good one. I have enjoyed it. I have also enjoyed the Citra IPA. I have mentioned I sipped the Mountain Man. May have to give it another shot. Didn't go well the first time. Um Gotta be cautious. <laughs> but it's not for lack of trying. So, Jeremiah, next time we have you on the podcast, it'll probably be in our studio, so I can have some quality control on this equipment. <laughs> hey, but you you guys tell me where to be and when to be there. And and what to bring. And uh, yep. <laughs> dealer's choice next time. Exactly. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. And if you are new to the podcast and just listening to this because you drink Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company beer and you're new to Great Falls, this is where he brews it. And he's sometimes walking around empty pints. So if you see a mountain man there, that is Jeremiah Johnson. If you have <laughs> he any- looks like the dude on the can. Exactly. And he does have uh, the shades with it, too. Yeah. I try to keep try to wear the shades, too. Yeah. So if you have any questions about our episode or want to find more information, a complete listing of our episodes is at we'renodamexperts.com. Questions, send them over to me. Information at visitgreatfalls.org. Or just give me a call, 406-761-4436. We are the only podcast that will answer your phone call. 
not live because that's not a thing. Right. Um, not yet. And, and then Jeremiah Johnson Brewing, that's where his social handles are. We're going to be linking his website and where you can get his beer here in town on our show notes. So thanks again, Jeremiah. Thank you, guys. Loved it. So until we see your bright, smiling face here in Great Falls, we hope you are creating amazing memories with your family wherever the road takes you. And we just hope that road takes you to Great Falls, Montana. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of We're No Damn Experts, we're going to tell you where you can fall off a cliff, where you cannot fall off a cliff, and how to float the white cliffs. We're No Damn Experts was produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music from the best damn musician, Joel Corda.